Let you and I take a trip down memory lane, leave skid marks in the present as we zoom towards the future, sharing stories, experiences, and as we take on life, one Sunday at a time. We were in the sun, we were laughing, the last light was ours. We were in the fields of our minds then We were just dreaming, sleep on stars Do you remember all the things that you thought you could be? Do you Hello and welcome to another episode of the UNI Podcast. This is your host, Mifa Dejuma. As always, how you guys doing? How's the week been so far? I hope good. And if it's not good, then I hope the next week, the upcoming week, brings all the joy and all the happiness in your life that would, you know, keep you moving on. Um, so, first things first, this is a special shout out to all the women in my life. Today is the International Women's Day. So... Yeah. An applause is in place. Thank you for the applause. All the applause goes to all the women, all the special women in my life. I can't mention them, but I think I should just name a few. My mom, my dad. Yeah, I just called my dad woman. I think I think that's amazing that I can think of him like because of the role he plays, like a woman is <laughs> that's amazing. But anyways, shout out to my mom, my sister. Uh, my friends, all my female friends, even those that have toasted and did not agree for me. So, shout out to all you guys. You guys are doing amazing. It's not easy being a woman. And I think I, I'm, I'm glad that the world is moving slowly but surely towards, you know, balancing the scale in terms of equality. And um, whatever it is you're doing, keep doing it. We are, I know so many, so many amazing women, so many amazing single moms who are doing amazingly in their lives. Although it's not really easy, but these people keep pushing on them. I'm I'm just glad to have you guys in my life. So special shout out to you guys, and um, I wish you guys a wonderful, wonderful new week. So happy International Women's Day to all you. Peace. That was just that. But anyways, let's go to the first segment of the episode, which is the gist of the week. Gist of the week. Gist of the gist of the week. So the first gist of the week for me would be in regards to the coronavirus outbreak. So I I still really don't understand the ideology behind hiking the prices of um, face masks and um, hand sanitizers. I think it's really, really appalling that... um, People, I, I, I know it's it's human that people want to profit off tragedies, but it's really appalling when people go to that extent. Like, I, I think I saw a post on Twitter where the prices of some face masks on um, Jumia were, like, in exorbitant rates and stuff. And it's just it's really sad that we, 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 we kind of... People see something like this happening and they just think, oh, well, let me see how, how much money I can... I can glean from people because of this and it's it's worrisome again the whole thing with the face masks i think i I read somewhere where it was advised that 
the people who actually need to wear face masks who which is more important to them are the medical practitioner who are dealing closely with infected persons so um, if there's there are any of you who are rushing out to get face masks you're basically making it harder for those who actually need them to use them so please stay at home you know um, wash your hands take the necessary precautions you wouldn't need a face mask on, unless you are within a certain distance from somebody who is infected and that would be something you probably would not know so as much as possible let's not uh, let's stop this whole thing of exploiting people because of a certain tragedy or whatnot so all those people are selling face masks for exorbitant rate you know do better this is not what i don't know it's just really really terrible do better Gist of the week. Gist of the gist of the week. Second gist of the week probably be in a lighter note, which is, I think, um, this has been going around social media for a couple of days now. It's the re reemergence of the Fuji King, um, um, obesity. So there's this um clip that was online for a while about a video he did like 19 years back, I think where he was the, the the lyrics of the video of the song was really funny because it was like egungu be careful um na express you the go which was basically egungu as i was told means a masquerade so he was admonishing the masquerade to be careful that he probably is crossing the express and you know moto can jam him because <laughs> mostly masquerades have those regalia so they don't really see much <laughs> But anyways, um, it's making a resurgence, and the best thing about it is the fact that it has brought back Mobisiri into the lim- limelight, and it's really funny that a song that I did 19 plus years ago has come back in a way through memes and everything, and I like the fact that he's milking the attention. Yeah, he's milking the attention. I, I think I saw a tweet recently from the artist Latan. They were, I think he said he was working with him on the studio. And that makes sense because sometimes it's funny when people get that kind of second chance at fame kind of thing. And I think he's getting that. And I, I would really love to see how he moves forward with this. So I wish him all the best. And I will say, basically be careful. And I especially go. The world you knew in um, the, the entertainment world you knew 19 years ago is not the same one now. So also be careful, you know. And um, I wish you all the best. Gist of the week. <laughs> to do what i would what i termed a social experiment and um what it was is basically i asked a question on whatsapp and the question goes like this it says think of the strongest slash bravest slash happiest slash kindest person you know or relate to either by blood or just by mutual respect now imagine that person opened up to you and said to you Hey, insert your name. So, hey, Mifa, 
I am really depressed and I have struggled with it for as long as you have known me. Now the question is, what will you tell this person? So I asked that um, a voice note be sent, you know, to just hear people's opinion about it. And um, the reason I asked this is probably out of boredom. That's the honest truth. But then after I typed it, I asked myself the actual question like, what would you say? And then I had to go through this process of, you know, thinking of the strongest, bravest, happiest person that I, I know. And my thoughts immediately went to my parents. <laughs> and I thought, oh shit. If my dad were to come to me and say, hey Mifa, I have been depressed for so long and I, I am still struggling with this. It's been tough, blah, blah, blah with um the job loss um you know after i lost my job in 2004 and having to take care of the family and you know moving to another place and having to pay for school fees and you know and i know these are my responsibilities but it has been hell sometimes i cry myself to sleep i sometimes i i just sit down and i'm zoning out because um, i can't just deal blah 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 and that was me. That was what I was thinking. Like, imagine my father saying that to me. And then uh, the question was, as, as it goes, what would I say back to him? <sighs> I have no idea. And that was the scariest part because I realized in that moment that the, the, the idea I have of my parents and the idea I often have of those I really care about and those I really, in a way, look up to has been one that has been probably reinforced by most of the gender stereotypes and whatnot. Because I don't think in the life of me, I don't think I've ever seen my father cry. Nah, I don't think that has happened. I've seen my mom cry because she watches a lot of Nollywood movies and those shit get to her. But I don't think I've ever seen my father cry. I don't think I've ever heard my father complain about the struggles of um of of being the head of the house, you know, biblically speaking, you know. I don't think I've heard my mother complain about, you know, being tired from chores, you know, doing because that woman would go to work, come back cook you know it's almost like she loves the kitchen I, I don't think i've ever seen her complain and say you know what uh, you know for today i'm just tired i don't want any of this anymore when i think of my friends i don't think I've, there are some of my friends i don't think i've heard them complain of stuff like that and that's really 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 scary because now i realize that the truth be told I probably haven't been paying much attention because we sort of have a, a, an expectation of of um, behavioral patterns that we think that we think we should be looking at for some when it comes to depression because we think okay somebody who is moody is supposed to be depressed you know. If somebody's moody, then you can, you know, you know, pay attention to that person, they probably might be depressed. 
so when we have people around who who don't exhibit that or who generally you don't see as people who take things to heart you know we just feel like "Eh, these people are fine so it was really scary that i had no freaking response to that like if my dad were to come to me i would have nothing to say i would probably start crying because i have nothing to say i have no words and i think that's that's one thing that really bothers me the fact that as you grow older as you see more about life you tend to start understanding how contrasting in its duality that words are what i mean is this words are powerful like are very powerful you know reinforce you know they will say positive words positive words words are that powerful you know you could say a word and you basically speak into your future the universe hears you and you know, snap the fingers and things that fall into place that's how powerful words are and when i say contrasting duality i still mean that on the one hand words are powerful and on the other hand words can be very empty so when somebody is depressed and you say, oh, you know what, don't give up, keep pushing. There is a possibility that those words could be like, as, as powerful as they are, they are going to this person and they are just falling empty on, because this person has been expended. This person has no more energy to follow through on things. So that's when I say the, the, the contrasting duality of words can be really, really humbling. So I think realizing that makes it really hard to, you know, to be able to say something to this person I love and care about who has opened up to me like that because I, I can't, first and foremost, I can't even believe it. I can't reconcile this person's behavior or this person's personality that I think or that I have in my head to this reality that they're telling me about. And that's really scary to me. It's really scary. So personally, I could not say anything. Personally, I could not say anything. I don't think I'll be able to say anything to my dad or probably to my mom about it. I'll just freeze and, you know, start shedding tears. But thankfully, I got a few responses from people on how they would respond to this. And I would like to share those responses with you guys. So, without further ado, let's go to the first response from a friend of mine. Her name is Jenny. She has also been on the podcast. I had a session with her. She's a model, a budding young model. And she basically just said what she would say to a friend that she cared about who was going through this. I hope you enjoy it. Do you remember how you used to dream of me? Here we are now. We've got no time left. I don't know where you are in the world. Hey, Gloria. Um... I want to let you know that whatever you are going through right now, it is just a phase. Like, 
we've all been there yeah you're depressed and all but come on it is just a phase you're not supposed to think about it you're not supposed to let it get to you you're stronger than this come on you're brave you're the person i turn to when i am depressed come on you are strong you're the nicest person i know and you can beat this just be positive do you want me to come and check up on you i'll bring ice cream Off you go, you're in the distant fields of my mind. I'm happy that you say tomorrow. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I would, I don't think if that's right. I don't think enjoying it is right, but I hope you got the idea Jenny was trying to push forward and. Yeah, I do agree how it's it's a good strategy, you know, try to remind them of how, you know, probably people who have helped you through your own phase, trying to remind them that, oh, you remember you pushed me through this and I'm here for you to push you through that. You know, I think that helps as well. That's really, really potent. It's, it's amazing. Doing that would go a long way. So I do agree with Jenny in doing that. I think that's, that. but I think the issue I'm having is, Yes, that feels good, that feels okay, but it feels very everyday. She feels like, okay, it's like, this is what you should say. It's like a handbook kind of thing, it's like a manual kind of response. You know what? When somebody's going through this, go to page, page this, this, page this, chapter this, you know, say this. Or don't say it exactly like this, just add your words and add a few tweaks or I make it per se. I feel that, that I feel like that's limiting. But fair to her, it's a safe way to say it. it's a it's personal to her because she did mention the person's name, you know, made it personal to her. So I think that's fair, it's fair to say that would be her way to respond. So without wasting for the time, um the second response I got was from a friend of mine, KO. Um KO has also been on the podcast. He has been a guest. We had a podcast where he, and he has also shared inputs, he has sent ton of voice notes when i ask for them and it's just been amazing so ko had this to say with regards to the question a few minutes to make and change your life off you go you're in the distance hey mifa what's happening Okay, so if someone I held in such regard um, came out to me and said, look, I've been depressed and I have been suffering from it. I've been hiding it since I've known you. The first thing I'll do is to listen. And I think that the best advice I can give that person there is the truth to tell the person how much I love them and how much they mean to me. Because I think at that point in time, that person is lost. That person is looking for some sort of validation. And if I can give it, if I can release feel-good hormones in your body, I will do it. And in this in this regard, I won't be lying. I'll be telling you, look, you make me happy. Look, you inspire me. Look, you're my role model. And even though you think you're depressed and you probably feel a certain dark um, essence, maybe there's something really crushing your mind, I'll let you know that despite it all, you've been good to me. And I think when, after I listen and I tell you that, I will encourage you to let you know that you can beat it. That's the best I can do. Show you so much love. Because 
you, that person just needs to hear good things about themselves to sort of like drown out that negative energy this person has opened up to you so if you can if you can just drop some cool words into the person's memory says things that will echo like tell the person you're good enough you're strong you're super i feel like when the person is alone when those thoughts come in the good thoughts will also come in so at least you make you put the person in a position to be to have the words to fight it and there's no there's no need to be judgmental or anything just show the person love i will do everything to show the person love to the best of my ability because that's what that person has shown for the person for someone to be your source of happiness for someone to be your um to be your mentor i think if the person comes out to you showing at, at such a broken state the best that you can do is to offer succor just let the person know that he or she is good you could yeah. be do you remember So again, another amazing, amazing response. I really, I really, really dig the response from Ko. I dig his approach. Um, I like the fact that he gave a little explanation. You know, eased on uh, you know something to tell you okay why I'm responding like this, and I think it sets it sets a good tone. Uh, I think, like I said, it still feels very scripted because it's almost like it's like we're picking for we're just going to a manual and just picking things out because we feel that's the way to respond and um i'm not saying this to say that's not the way to respond i'm saying this to say in a way there are there are like guidelines to follow in responding to somebody's pain or but i think I think the reason I have a difficulty with answering this question probably stems from the fact that I am actually making it very personal, you know, and that was what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I wanted you to think of the strongest person, you know, and not somebody who has probably been depressed before and you know or you have an inkling. I'm thinking, I'm, th- I'm talking about thinking of somebody who is almost like he just hit you with that shocking revelation. You've never heard it. You've never suspected, and it just boom hits you with that. Like, how would you respond? And that's why I'm having problem because now I'm thinking, my dad, my mom has never said anything to me about depression. Like, they've never complained. They've never said this and that. Now, I'm imagining them coming to me and be like, you know, boom, Mifa, this is what's going through in my life, and I'm, I really can't focus. I really, man, I'll be shocked. So, anyways, um. I got a third response, but which was not a voice note, but basically it was from a friend. I would not mention her name because I don't think I had perm- I have permission to do that. But she wrote this to me saying, "Um, okay, I read." And she wrote, "Appreciate them telling them. Ask if they want to talk about it. Let them know that I am available." It's okay to feel whatever they feel they are feeling and let them know they are not alone. Let them know I'm praying for them and ask how they want me to pray for them. Basically, give them time. It's their process. I'll let them deal with it how they want. So that was the response I got from the dear friend. Um she couldn't send the voice note, unfortunately. But again, 
feels very scripted in a way and no offense to those who send the voice and i'm not trying to pull you down in any way say in any way i'll say your response doesn't make sense but i think it still feels it still feels a little bit scripted mostly to me because i think in a way we still find it difficult to think of some people as people who go through whatever that shit happens like think of the person you really really care about i'm still repeating this because right now is it's still it's still baffling to me thinking of my dad complaining about being depressed or my mom i would be shocked but like she said it it makes sense to let them go through it in their own time and i think that is very very important if you're not going to take anything from this episode do take this if you're not going to, if i'm not going to give you clear court answer to what i would say to my parents if they were to hit me with that bombshell do take in the answers or the responses you've heard and understand that first and foremost be there for them let them know that you're there for them jenny suggested getting ice cream sounds very playful but very vital ko suggested you know talking about it again very vital and reinforcing positive vibes towards them you know reminding them of why they are special and why you care about them very important uh the last person talked about praying for them if you're the the religious type here's the thing i think it's important to put a caveat here if you're the religious type she said let them know i'm praying for them not let them know they can pray i don't know if you're getting the difference do not start going and be you know preachy and you know what's committing something to god's hand ah depression oh that is spirit of witchcraft committing to god no she said she would pray for them i think a lot of religious people need to put that into mind you can pray for them but do not exact that pressure on them and be like "Mm, christians a child of god never be depressed go and meet god go and tell it to god in prayer he will answer you that forget sorry that i'm making the accent but basically that for me that is like a no-no because it it's it's like somebody telling you they have so much pressure on them and telling them you know what your pressure is just something else you know go and pressure and no 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 do it for them if you feel the need that if you feel like the god you believe in is going to be able to ease their pain then we can find commit their pain into the hands of your god and allow them allow them go through this process they need to be able to heal from it and they can heal from it knowing that you're there for them and you care for them and i think that is very important so me what would I tell my folks? My dad would tell me he's depressed. Like I said, I would cry. I think the first thing I would say to him after crying is, Thank you for sharing this with me. Thank you for trusting me with this part of your life. I know it's tough. It's really, really difficult to let people into 
whatever struggles we're going through and yet you did this you're able to share this part of yourself with me thank you sleep on stars do you remember all the things that you thought you could be do you remember and then any other thing i would say would probably be as scripted as everything else i'd be like yeah it will get better hanging there blah 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 but i think most importantly i would want to thank him because i think it it's it's really it's really a privilege and i say this in all honesty when anybody shares something like that with you i think it's it's a privilege especially when you know they don't have to when you, when you really think about it a lot of us go through shit and you know we don't have to say it to anybody but to have to be able to trust you that much to tell you about it to be open to you about it nah. should never take that for granted so yeah i will thank him after crying out my eyes i'll thank him for trusting me enough to tell me and then the rest will be just as scripted as everything else I hope you enjoyed this episode of the You and I podcast. This is your host as always, Mifa Dejmo. Once again, happy International Women's Day to all the wonderful and amazing women in my life. I will start listing them, but I probably won't end this podcast if I do. All of you in my life that are women, special shout out to you. Happy International Women's Day and have a wonderful, wonderful new week ahead. Oh,